Hey, what's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. I don't want to talk about the news or the world, but unfortunately, it's the only game in town. Because I'm not doing anything any day, all the time. I'm just in my apartment sitting around. Yeah. Look at me putting a song together in the beginning of the show for you. Uh, It's also... Friday afternoon, I've waited for the gardeners to leave. I Look, this is the new thing. This is the new new. This is the new real. This is the new. I had my buddy Drew Bennett. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show. He wrote me. He's like, hey, man, what's the deal with the Fridays? Is that a thing? Is that is that if it comes out on Friday, that's cool. And I'm like, you're a good man. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, tell the other people. <laughs> Although nobody else cares. Right. We're still doing a podcast. We're still doing a thing. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I got for you today. We, I'm a little I'm a little on fumes because, again, I don't know. As I've talked about every week, this show has just turned into, I don't know if you want to hear me yell about the world. And that's dumb because maybe you do, but I also don't want to, it's a, it's a dichotomy. It's a, it's a weird contrast. It's a, I don't want to yell about the world. I wish I had a story to tell you. I wish I, I wish I had a story about finger blasting some chick in an Uber or, or, you know, even punching a guy at a, at a traffic light. How great would that be? Wouldn't it be great if I went outside right now and punched a guy at a traffic light? Wouldn't you love that? And that's fucking, you know, we're talking, that's 15 year ago, me. I did that kind of dumb shit, which by the way, is that doesn't speak well for me because I was 37. That's, that's real bad. 15 years ago, I'd punch a guy at a traffic light. Great. You were 37 years old. You were an adult. A lot of people had bought their first house by the time they were 37. What are you doing? You're, you're punching a stranger in the clavicle. Good for you. Aren't you, aren't you the best guy in the world? Um, but that's what this show's been. It's been a journey. We're 12 years in. You've seen that I've changed. I'm a different cat now. Now I'm afraid to go out of my house. <laughs> Before I was all over the place. I'm like, yeah, look at me fighting at the grocery store. Look at me fighting at the post office. Look at me bouncing and hitting a guy in the head. And now look at me through my window because you won't see me otherwise because I'm stuck in my apartment unless I'm outside at the store buying things to make myself fatter in my goddamn apartment. And I know the world is opening up all over the place. I, I see it now, and I'm looking outside right now in an 80-degree day in Los Angeles, and I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck am I not outside? Why am I not doing it? Why am I not doing some sort of cartwheel or a push-up? What if I did a push-up outside? Would that be better than punching a guy? Probably. And the scale of push-up to, to punching, what would you want to see me do? What would you want to hear a story about? You want to hear a story about me doing push-ups out there at the pool? Where more, all of my neighbors are deciding to hang out now, which is fucking weird. Like, I, I live in a building that's very, uh, uh, hmm, the battle lines are drawn. We all hide in our apartment. Nobody says anything. I barely make eye contact with people when I get the mail. There's a couple of people I know. I barely know their name. There's a guy in my apartment complex who's got a, uh, a very different type of name. Uh, so I'll never forget it. His name, I'll never forget. Uh, and then, of course, there's the people who've been here forever. But not all the new people, man. I don't fucking know these people. There's a, dude, there's a kid growing up in my apartment complex I saw him when he was a baby and now he talks like that's fucking bananas, man. That's just, I'm just, I'm just dying. That's all I'm doing. Every second of every day, I'm getting closer to death as we all are, but me more so me double me, me, me not. know you do. <laughs> What's that from Caddyshack? I think so. Me, no, you do. Uh, God damn, Ty, hold it together, buddy. Uh, all right. So here's the thing. I don't, I've this kid grew up. And he didn't grow up. He's not 17 or anything like that now, but he talks. 
Like, and he and his dad play monster games. You know what I mean? Where his dad will be like, coming to get you. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, dad. Ah. And then they have their little masks on. And I just, and I, I gotta be honest, man. I worry about that kid. This fucking world. This poor kid's got to wear a mask. And who the fuck knows what's happening in the world these days? And they're paving the way there. As I've talked about, there's, there's all sorts of fossil fuels and fracking and other bunch of shit that I don't need to know about or care about. And why does everybody else have to be an expert on that sort of thing? Everybody, uh, they, they, people are saving the environment. I, I get a buddy who's a comedian, but he also has like a, an environmental concern. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. What? Hold on a second. Let me ask you, let me, uh, how ge- generally, how favorable are the comment cards at your environmental concern? Are those going well? How's that? How's that going? What's the audience have to say about your environmental concern? Ah, oh, fuck. But that's what we're all supposed to be now, man. We're all supposed to be fucking Swiss army knives with opinions about everything. And we're supposed to know all there is to know about fucking everything. And I just want to be, you know, do you, th- you think Curly from the Three Stooges cared about the president? He didn't give a flying fuck. He didn't, man. He was the big man on town. He had a giant cigar the size of a fucking porn cock in his mouth, rolling around with the top down. Hot chicks just fucking stroking his bald head. Calloused fucking cheeks flapping in the wind from taking so many slaps from fucking Mo. But he didn't care. That was part of the business. That was part of the goddamn <laughs> price you paid for fame. Curly got a callous face. Which, which, by the way, that if you if you're listening to me and you're in elementary school, yell that at somebody. Just make that make that your new taunt. Curly got a callous face. Curly got a callous face. Uh, courtesy of Mo, I knew a, you know I knew a Mo growing up. There was a Mo who lived next door to me. Uh, I was a kid. There was a Scott, a Steve, and a Mo. I've told the stories about them. That was Carol's kids. And uh, and then Carol and my mom went and beat up a neighbor. Actually, my mom beat up the neighbor. Carol was pregnant. All right, look, buy my CD. That's all I'm telling you. Buy my fucking CD. Because um, I got a bunch of them. I've, and I got them here. I don't have to go pick them up from, uh, from a special thing, which was the record company that went ahead and put it together. Record company? Is that uh, true? Publisher? Uh, promoter? I don't know what. I'm not sure what a special thing is all the way. God damn you, yawns. What the fuck are you doing hiding in my goddamn head and leaping out during the goddamn broadcast? I'm going to say goddamn one more time and then I won't say it the rest of the show. God damn. If I say it again, call me on it. Uh, but this little kid who lives in my building is growing up to what? To what? To what fucking earth? To what world? I don't know. And like I said, I'm a comedian. I don't want to care about the world ever. Nobody should give a flying fuck today. Everybody's like, Joe Biden is a racist. Joe Biden said, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. Joe and I'm just like, who gives a fuck? Joe Biden is a mush brain. Joe Biden's got a fucking skull full of cocoa wheats. And you're going to vote for that fucking guy? What the fuck? And yes, I know the alternative. That guy's a fucking nightmare too. Jesus, fuck. He's another, he, today, he demanded, he said, church is essential. I demand the governors open the churches. It's like, what do you, I... Didn't all right? Look, I'm just going to parse this out in the in the parlance of the Jesus people out there. Let me ask you this question, and I don't want to do this because I don't fucking know. Again, Comedy Jones, you're opening the church to go what to worship Jesus or whoever his dad is, and you're like, hey God, what's up, man? It's been a while since we had to come to this special building to say hi to you, but now the president sees an issue in it, so now we're back in the special building because I know you don't listen to me when I'm at my regular house. Is that it? So Jesus doesn't listen to you at your regular house. Is that what I'm getting? And people will be like, no, it's about the whole gathering of people and you can feel the Holy Spirit surging through everyone. Is it? Is it really that? Or is it the fact that the church wants to put out a fucking pizza pallet and have you throw money in it so they can go ahead and keep molesting kids? You tell me, man. I don't even fucking know. And I don't mean to be that guy. Look, I knew a priest once. He was a good guy. He was the one. I knew the one good priest. 
I can't, but I literally, I just don't know. That fucking priest would come visit me and bring food and shit like that. He never made a move on me or any of my brothers as far as I know. Father Bill was a good guy. And I'm sure there's other decent priests somewhere, but I mean, do, do the, just answer my question. Does Jesus not hear me if I'm not in his special house? And also, let me, here's what I say. If I'm, if I'm going to the fucking church, if I got to go and sit and talk to Jesus, wherever the fuck, the first thing I'm saying is, Hey, Jesus, it's me. Hi, Mike. Haven't uh, heard from me in a while. Cause again, not allowed in the special house. Well, I mean, I haven't come to the special house for years and years, but I also wasn't allowed in because of the pandemic. Hey, Jesus, did you hear about the pandemic? Yeah, that's right. Germs. Um, did you invent those? Didn't you invent germs? Cause you made everything right on the sixth day. You made fucking germs and you're going to throw them in my face like a goddamn handful of ball and jacks. So then I was going to have to bounce a ball and scoop up all the germs and try to throw them in the trash. The fuck man. Didn't you invent this germ? Cause here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, and again, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Explain it to me. Jesus people. Jesus made the germs. The germs fucking up our world. It's doing all that. And you're like, no, 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 no. Satan made the germ. All right. Well then why doesn't Jesus beat Satan's ass? Oh, you don't understand. You're right. I don't. If Jesus invented the germs, then he should stop the germs and we all should be okay. But if Satan invented the germs and Jesus is your boy, Jesus is your Mike Tyson, Jesus is your fucking heavyweight champ, then he should step up and knock the Satan guy in his ass and fucking kill the germs. Save us, man. Fuck this trial and error bullshit. I'm tired of Earth being a petri dish for Jesus's experiments. You know what I mean? Fuck this. Oh, he sent a hurricane to kill the gay people. Did he? Did he really? Well, then why doesn't he send a hurricane to blow away all the fucking germs and save the rest of us? Because kids are fucking dying, man. I don't get it. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and then there's always some weird fucking crazy limbo bar, yogi, no bone body way they bend themselves around it. Well, no, you don't understand. Jesus gave us free will and he wants to see how we deal with it. Oh, he wants to see? He wants to watch? So he's the watcher from Marvel Comics. He's just going to watch us all do a bunch of dumb shit and not interfere? But I thought Jesus loved us. If he loves me, why is he going to let me touch the stove over and over if it's hot? If your kid is a dumb fuck, he keeps turning the stove on and putting his hand in the fire, don't you eventually go, hey, buddy, I love you. Stop burning the fuck out of your hand. Do you, let me ask you this. If your kid is turning on the stove and he keeps putting his hand in, do you get a notebook and a pen and stand off in a corner of the house and observe him burning the fuck out of his hand over and over? No, you jump in. But Jesus is off in the corner now with a fucking notebook. And a goddamn pen taking notes about how he responded to this pandemic because he wanted to see how it would go. And look, I will tell you this. I respect Jesus or God or whoever the fuck's doing it. I respect them for their for that move where he's like, hey, watch this. You know, Jesus, like literally Jesus and God are just Johnny Knoxville and fucking Rab himself or even Bam. They're just they're just the jackass guys. They're like, watch this. Watch if I do this. And they throw a bunch of germs at everybody and they go, ha ha, check this shit out. Let's see what happens. That's all there is. The let's see what happens, guys. Jesus and God are like, let's see what happens. And I know you're going to go, no, you don't understand. The devil came. Boo. <laughs> the devil came with germs. Boo. <laughs> and he threw them upon you to see what you would do. He wanted to kill us all. But Jesus loves you. And he will accept you into heaven when devil's germs kill you. And then you can get to heaven and go, Jesus, why the fuck did you save me from the devil germs? And he'll be like, I wanted to see what would happen <laughs> because that's what Jesus does because he stares at you like you're a science experiment. Jesus can't get involved. He's like, nah, man, can't do it. Can't do it, man. Okay. You know, Jesus, Jesus is Tom Hagen. Hey, can you get rid of the germs for old time's sake? Can't do it, Sally. <laughs> Not going to happen. So guess what? We're all going to get in the car and get the fucking two in the back of the head or the piano wire treatment. And you know what Jesus is going to do? He's going to take notes. He's going to write about how he reacted. Hey, that guy died funny. See how that guy died? He died funny. What do you mean he died funny? Look at him. 
<laughs> That's from fucking what? Departed. Hey, she died funny. What do you mean? Hey, Francis, you need to see someone. I need to see someone. I need to see Jesus come down here with a fucking magic wand and cure this fucking pandemic so I can go outside again and play baseball or whatever the fuck. And look, I don't play baseball, but I'll take it up again. Here's my deal to you, Jesus. You fucking cure the germs. I'll buy a bicycle. How about that? Let's do that. That's a trade. Although I did look for bicycles. I'm not going to lie to you. I was looking for bicycles because I'm like, look, I'm just, I'm just sitting inside waiting for my heart to explode. That's all I'm fucking doing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm layering on fucking rolls and rolls of fat. You know what I you ever see? You know what a Swiss roll is? You ever see that? It's like a piece of cake and they spread it with a bunch of frosting. Then they roll it up. So it looks like a bullseye. That's what I am right now. I'm just a Swiss roll, a big, and if you, I'm, if you cut me open, you'd see it. There's just layers and layers of disgusting, unctuous fat that needs to get fucking stripped off. I literally, like I said, I'm a, I used to be a, a, a suit of armor wrapped in baloney. That suit of armor is now, it's, uh, we're starting to lose our, our toughness a little bit now. Now we, we might be a suit of aluminum. Might be a suit of aluminum wrapped in baloney with a crisp candy shell just underneath the fleshy surface because I have I have eaten so much disgusting fucking terrible candy and carbs. What a fucking pandemic. Everybody else got the, you know, the coronavirus. How about the carbo- carbonara virus? Uh, you know, the carbonara virus. That's what I would like. Oh, that's good. I'll have a carbonara virus, please. Um... Just go ahead and just mix an egg in with my germs. That's how. That's a carbonara virus. Bacon, egg, and germs with pasta. Mix it the fuck up. Ah, oh, dudes, what's happening in this fucking world? I am just. I so I'm, I looked into buying a bike. I did. I went on. I went online and look. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've thought about bikes in the past. I'm like, hey, maybe I'll get a bike. That'll be a cool ass thing to do. But I'm all worried because, uh, uh, you know, I'm a fat dude. I don't want to bend the shit out of something. You know, I'm gonna get a bike and then I'm gonna be like, yay! And then I'm gonna sit on it. It's gonna and it's just gonna fucking crumble beneath me. And just I'm and then I'm sitting on a pile of twisted wreckage. Everybody's like, oh, fatty broke his bicycle. <laughs> Curly with the callous face. Fatty broke his bicycle. Uh, can't decide what'll be the name of the show. It's going to be one of those, right? Shouldn't it be one of those? Unless I'd like come up with something else a little bit later. Whoa, what if that happened? What if I came up with something else even better? That will never happen. Nothing's better than fatty broke his bicycle. Curly with the callous face. All right. Um, so that's the thing, man. I, I, I looked for bikes and I, and then, you know, I, I, I'm not dumb. All right. I Googled like big and tall bikes because that's another weird thing. First of all, um, even if I just got like a regular bike, whatever the fuck, I don't want the seat. That's the thing is like sitting on that little fucking bike seat that just goes right into your anus. I mean, that's just like fucking terrible. There, those things. And look, maybe look, you with a pert ass, you ladies with your beautiful uh, G string laden thigh gap, perfect asses. You can sit on the bike seat and it looks perfect on you. You're looking great. Uh, I'll tell you what, fat bottom girls are at the bicycle races, but they're uncomfortable because those seats are not good for fat bottom girls or fat bottom gents. And I, being a fat bottom gent, do not want to go ahead and leap onto a bicycle. And like I said, first of all, crush it into a paperweight. And second of all, have the fucking seat disappear up my ass. That's no fun for anybody. And by anybody, I mean me and the guy who's got to get it out of my ass because I'm not doing that by myself. If I, if, dude, if I saddle up on a bicycle and all of a sudden I'm riding, then I hit a bump and the seat goes all the way into my anus. Uh, first of all, painful. Now I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to look, I have, I've not taken one in the ass for the team, for anybody. I'm just going to say that right now. So, uh, I, I, I know on porn, some people seem to enjoy it. I know, uh, the reputation is that it's very painful and it's not a good thing. I look, I've been on the other end of the stick in those instances where I've, uh, I've been involved and I don't want to get into that with you guys. And, uh, and the people I was with seem to enjoy it, which is fine. Uh, I just don't think that I'd be good at taking it, uh, rather than giving it is my point. 
So I, mean, so I guess what I'm saying is if I could jam my dick into a bike seat, yeah, there you go. No, I'm winning. But if my bike seat goes up my ass, oh, Jesus, that's painful. Um, but even more painful is the guy who's got to extricate it from me. The guy who's got to put a, uh, he's got to, you know, literally put a fucking arm condom on and just, and you ever seen when they fucking go up a horse's ass? You ever see that? They put a fucking arm condom on and they go all the way up the horse's uh, ass or whatever. Talk. I don't know if they're. I can't remember if that was like because the horse was given birth, they were stimulating the horse's prostate to get him hard or whatever the fuck. I don't know. This might say a lot more about my internet browsing than I care to. Um, but bullshit, that was a documentary where like you see, it's like a horse breeder thing, right? Where they have to go all the way in the horse up to the elbow or whatever the fuck. Well, if I fucking, if I'm riding a bike and the seat goes all the way up my ass, somebody's going to have to go ahead and strap it on uh, all the way up to their elbow and reach in and pull out the bike seat, which is not going to be fun for, like I said, anybody, me, them, you, anybody, everybody, everybody. Yeah. All right. I don't know, man. I see this kid in my apartment building and I just, he's got... I, you know, I feel, I feel tremendous sadness because I think he's two or three now. What, what, uh, what age are you when you're still riding around your dad's shoulders? It literally his dad just walks and they're both wearing their matching masks. And that to me is just, and I know I'm overthinking it, but that's just devastating, man. You know, because again, we don't know what the fuck is going on. And if you're a dad with a kid or a small, even a, look, if you've got regular kids, who are f- fucking 20 or whatever the fuck. You're just like, man, this sucks. What's going to happen in this world? But if you got a kid who's three, I mean, I guess maybe you got to hold out hope. They're like, ah, you know what? My baby's the one who's going to change all this, right? <laughs> you're, that's, you're, I guess that's what you're thinking. You're like, ah, yeah, it was smart of me to have a child during this global Holocaust. I'm so happy I brought a new life into the world just before this pile of germs was scattered, just before Jesus made it rain with germs on the earth strip club and showered them down upon us. And again, I'm telling you, it's Jesus. He did it. Don't give me don't give me the devil did it. There's no way the devil's sneaking around with his red horns going, yeah, watch this. The devil did not tie all of us to the fucking train tracks, all right? Jesus, that's your guy. That's the omnipotent one. He can see us. He can. He's around all the time. Uh, they created us. They live in the sky. They appear down on us with their fucking God telescope or whatever the TV uses. I don't fucking know how Jesus sees us all the time. Um, and I understand there's a quiet confidence you have where you believe in the Lord and his uh, minions and all that fucking stuff. And uh, he's your shepherd. You shall not want. I understand all of these things. That's fine. But please, somehow you got to sit me down and... Explain why he wants us all dead. Why does why is he constantly sending things to kill us? Earthquakes and hurricanes and pandemics and germs. And I know you're going to be like, well, you know, the humans created the germs because the Chinese ate a bat. So, I mean, I guess you're hanging in on their guy. Who's their guy? Buddha. Is he saying Buddha sent the germs? Well, again, Jesus knows Buddha. They got to go to the fucking God bar or whatever the fuck and have a goddamn drink and stare at one another and talk. And look, they don't die. They disagree on shit all the time, but they still get along. I'm sure the lamb is there. Fucking Vishnu shows up with eight arms and they're having a talk, right? And is Buddha like, hey, you know what? Here's the thing, Jesus. I don't know if you know this. Um, I'm going to go ahead and come up with a germ that kills a bunch of people like all over the fucking world. I think it's going to be hilarious. And is Jesus like, yeah, cool. I mean, because he has to be right. Because if Jesus is your guy, if Jesus is your champ, if Jesus is your fucking the big Duke guru, if Jesus is your fucking Rocky Marciano, man, if Jesus is your Ali, then he's got to knock the fuck out of out of the, the Trevor Burbick that is the Buddha, right? Doesn't he just fucking lay him flat? Especially if he's been told that his fucking science experiment is about to go overtaken by the Buddha's other own science experiment. Unless they're all in it together. Unless there's, you know what I want? I Dude, I want somebody to fucking make a painting of like Allah. I know you can't, you'll get killed. Allah, Allah Buddha, the Dalai Lama, Jesus, Vishnu. Who else is there? Uh, who's the Mormon dude? 
John fucking Hopkins. No, that's the fucking medicine dude. Who's the Mormon guy? Brigham Young? Might be. Him or John, whatever the fuck. That's seven. That's a decent poker game. Paint them all playing poker on velvet, like the fucking, like uh, like the dogs playing poker. You ever see the dogs playing poker painting? What if you didn't? What if you had no idea what that was? What if, literally, what if it was the first time in your life you ever heard about dogs playing poker and it was from me on a stupid podcast and you were like, dogs playing poker? Why, that's unheard of. I've never, why I? And then what if, even better, what if the first time you'd ever heard about dogs playing poker on velvet or whatever as a painting was right now, this instant? You're like, fuck, what is that? That sounds stupid. But then what if you Googled it, you saw it and you went, that is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life and you bought it immediately. Let me ask you this. Do you cut me in on this, on the sale? Do you credit me in some way? Do you write me a note and go, hey, Schmitty, I got to be honest with you. Uh, dogs playing poker. Never occurred to me. Never saw it. And then I, I Googled it. Funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Bought it. It's up in my den now. It's up in my man cave, which, by the way, is doubling as a fallout shelter as we hide from the germ. <laughs> oh, my man cave. I've got my New York Rangers Stanley Cup banner hanging up. I've got my New York Giants signed Lawrence Taylor helmet. I've got a wall-sized TV to watch sporting events. And uh, and also my mother-in-law's down here hiding in terror from the germ. <laughs> your man cave gets a lot less cool when you've got your fucking relatives hovering in fucking terror because they're worried the germ will get them. Yeah, my my <laughs> here's my here's my man cave. Oh man, I got a fucking Walter Payton fathead, and I got a signed game uh, game used Jay Cutler jersey. It's fucking awesome. I have the first pair of Jordans ever. I've got them under glass, man. Fucking Jordan ones, they're fucking beautiful. And then I got a stick from Stan Makita, which is fucking right in the fucking thing with a Bobby Hall. It's it's I got three sticks in one tall case. It's a Makita in the middle with a Bobby Hall and a Brett Hall flanking it. It's so great. A Golden Jet and his son, and then. You know, Stosh right there in the center. It's so good. And then I got an Ernie Banks Let's Play 2 and a Frank Thomas Big Hurt fucking signed bat in another case. My man cave is gorgeous. And uh, oh, and that's where my three cousins are sleeping because they're terrified they'll be murdered in their sleep by the germ. <laughs> good for you. Your Chicago Sports Museum has turned into a goddamn pandemic hovel. Way to go. Way to get these fucking guys in there. They dig in like ticks. You're like, oh man. I was going to go downstairs and watch the uh, the fucking 85 Bears-Rams NFC Championship game. You know, the fucking snow. And then when, when Wilbur fucking uh, they brought in the touchdown, it was so fucking great. You know, and Dieter Brock came to town, didn't know what to do with the snow. Uh, but I don't want to wake up my aunt. She's down there because she's terrified that she's going to die in her sleep because of the germ. <laughs> and I got news for you, man. Your man cave ain't keeping out the germ. Your man cave ain't keeping out the vid. The fucking vid is lurking. The 19 is right outside your door at all times. Don't go outside. Don't do it. Don't leave. Don't do it. Don't COVID-19. Don't do it. That's from Heathers. <laughs> Instead of teenage suicide. Don't do it. COVID-19. Don't do it. A lot of singing on this week's show. And by singing, I mean me yelling in a, in a very off-tune way. But I don't care. I'm trying. That's how I handle my business. I try to sing into the middle of the night. Uh, the music of the night. Uh, church is essential, folks. Please go Sunday. Do that. Go, go, clothe yourself. Anoint yourself in, in oils. Lots of oil. Make it run like water. Hot to boil. Because I made him play it. Made him say it. Made him okay it. Made him obey it. Huh. The prince of the growl is on the prowl. How you like me now, punk? You're living foul. Killings of, oh, dude, never mind. Uh, a washed up rapper needs a barker. The name is Jack the Ripper. Jack, Jack, Jack the Ripper. That's me doing LL Cool J. Take that. Uh, 
Check out the way I say my, display my, play my, J on my back behind the cool without the AY. One of my favorite fucking passages ever in the history of rap. Let me do this. Give you a drum roll again. Uh, I don't know what that does to your ears. Is that like ASMR? What if I did that over at night? Just Is that like a weird, like a, is that soothing or is that bad? Does it vibrate your inner ear? Sounds like a helicopter. What if I did the traffic and weather together? Well, nobody's on the street. They're all hiding in the man cave because they're terrified of the germ. 41 degrees outside, which seems, uh, that's Celsius. No, that's Fahrenheit. No, it's Celsius. Oh my God, we're all going to die. All right. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of a better number than 41. <sighs> She's 41, but her daddy still calls her baby. This is my brain just fucking unleashing. And I just, my head's like a fucking t-shirt gun, man. It's just shooting shit into the stands. Open it up. You got a prize. You're all in the stands. I'm just driving around. <laughs> just fucking firing. Goddamn t-shirts. Um, all right. What was I going to say to you guys? Something important, right? Church is essential. Please remember that. Go this weekend. Go ahead. Hang out with all your neighbors. Breathe in their faces. Shake their hands. Do me a favor. Here's the thing. Instead of, you know, when you bid somebody peace, isn't that a handshake deal, right? I went to Catholic church a few times. So bid somebody peace instead of like, instead of from now on, here's what I say to you guys. You really want to prove something? You want to go, hey, you know what? Fuck this germ. And I don't care. Uh, also with Jimmy Crack Corn. <laughs> <laughs> There's two things I don't care about. Fucking this germ and Jimmy cracking corn. Uh, Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. Fuck this germ and I don't care. Uh, this is the musical episode of this week's show. I like this. This is not bad. It's a musical episode of this podcast. Musical seems strong. Uh, again, just tuneless shouting. But that's all right. I can live with that. Uh, when you bid somebody peace this weekend, you know, you shake their hand or whatever. And I know some jerk is going to show up with gloves or a mask at the fucking church. Everybody's going to be like, boo, Jesus saves. Uh, why should you? Because again, I don't understand. If we have free will. All right, let me get this. I got to ask this. We have free will, right? So if it's free will to wear a mask, then, then why can't somebody just wear a mask? And it's free will to not wear a mask. That's fine. Don't wear a mask. That's cool. If, if you're content with killing somebody's fucking uncle, that's fine. Do that because your breath is a weapon, uh, which is my favorite pet Benatar song. Breath, 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 I see all these videos of these people screaming about how they want to go shopping without masks. And then the store's like, yeah, no, you can't come in. And then they're like, oh, really? Well, fuck you. I'm going to sue you because that's this is this is who we are as a people. This is who we are as a fucking nation, as a, as a, as a fucking species. Let me do what I want or I will sue you. What the fuck? Dude, 1980 was the death of this country and the death of the world, quite frankly, because Ronald Reagan came in and greed is good and welfare Queens. And then they fucking ruined everything. And they start, that's when they started to really pit the poor against the fucking rich. And by the way, I know somebody's going to write me some history lesson and go, well, actually in 1971. Yes, I fine. All right. I was four. What the fuck? I just know in 1980, I was 13 years old and Reagan got elected and I loved him because I thought he was a big ass cowboy and we're going to fuck up Iran. That's all I wanted to do because I was 13. Uh, and then we started talking about welfare mothers and all this stuff. He's like, yeah, you know, these uh, these welfare queens are stealing all the money. And in my brain, I was like, um, my mom was on welfare and uh, it wasn't fun. Please, please don't pretend like welfare is is a great thing for for people to abuse. I mean, maybe people do abuse it. And that's fine, whatever the fuck, then take care of whatever you got to do with that. But most of the people on welfare, guess what? We needed it. My mom had five kids 
by herself because her fucking drunk husband was busy slowly killing himself with bottled poison up in fucking Wisconsin and couldn't be bothered to give one dollar or one fucking dime to buy his kids fucking shoes. So my mom had to work fucking 50 hours a week at a butcher, a fucking in a, in a butcher shop, a fish market, whatever the fuck you want to call it inside a, inside a grocery store. And as she did that, uh, she had to get some food stamps to try to supplement her income because, you know, she'd bring home food as much as she could when she would buy her food. But also she fucking, uh, she needed milk and cheese and whatever the fuck else the church brought by it. All those fuckheads. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, I don't, I don't people, poor people are not the enemy. They're not the fucking enemy. They need help. God damn it. So I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand a lot of it, but I see these ass fucks without the, without the masks. And they, like, there was a clip. There was a woman who went to a fucking, Gelson's, which, by the way, is that, that that really cracked me up. She's not even at like some fucking ratchet grocery store. You know what I mean? She's not at a fucking. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say it because everybody's going to. Why is that a ratchet grocery store? Mike's canceled. Schmitty got canceled today because he claimed it was a ratchet store. Whatever the fuck. I mean, look, there are some stores that you drive it look shady or whatever, like Nick's Market or some shit like that. You're like, because again, bodegas. Like, let's talk about a bodega. All right. I'm sure they got all the stuff you need, but there's a cat who lives there and he's eating everything off the floor. Is that safe? Is that sanitary? No, it's not. Are you going to buy fresh produce from them? Yes, you are. Cause it's the only thing there. You're food insecure. If there's four bodegas around, but no giant fucking palatial estate, goddamn grocery store. But I mean, if you go to a Gelson's, which is basically just Jewish Trader Joe's, that's all, that's all Gelson's is. And so the, the, these fuck, this woman's trying to get into Gelson's and there's a dude outside and he's like, ah, he's, he's got a mask on and he's like, nah, I can't come in. She's like, I demand to see your manager. So they get the fucking manager. It's like a five minute clip and I don't watch the whole thing. I'm jumping through it because I'm so tired of just seeing people piss and moan, which believe me, the irony is not lost on me when you hear this fucking show. Cause it's all I've done is piss and moan for the last fucking three months, three months, 12 years, whatever, six and one. So fucking, this woman's like, I want to go into the store, please, and I want to purchase something that's delicious. And they're like, no, you can't. Sorry, you gotta have a mask. Why would I have to wear a mask? This is America. I can't believe you'd have me wear a mask. Why would I ever do such a thing? Well, because you want to keep people alive, maybe yourself, maybe your friends, maybe people you're related to, maybe people I'm fucking related to. You ever think about that? You ever think about outside of your little sphere? You ever think that maybe, somehow, some way, somebody in here is immunocompromised, but needs to fucking work because they're an essential quote-unquote worker, and so maybe you wearing a mask is the smallest, least amount of respect you can show to the person who actually had to climb out of their fucking bed today and throw a mask on to come and sell you fucking grapes, you fucking cunt. What is wrong with you? The world does not revolve around you and whatever the fuck you have living in your goddamn house. These people in this grocery store have been deemed essential. They've been sent to their deaths to sell you crackers. The least you could fucking do is wear a goddamn mask as some sort of respect, some iota of showing them that you care about their plight. Do you care about their fucking plight? No, you don't. You fucking walking smile, you ridiculous head of blonde fucking hair, you dumb fuck Dana Point ridiculous half rich motherfucker who's probably got a pool inside of her pool and you're going to fucking show up and not wear a mask because you what? You live in America and it's insulting. And the best part is like the dude's like, you can't. She's like, I want to see the managers. The manager comes out. He's like, yeah, we can't. It's policy. And she's like, oh, you, that's unconstitutional. Oh, really? Oh, really? Is it where in the Constitution does it say you can come into my place of business and buy a jar of goober grape whenever you fucking want? It doesn't say that, motherfucker. 
It's not in the Constitution that you get to shop at a store. It's fucking bananas how they always forget. Like they're when it's when it's for them, they're like, oh yeah, the Constitution. You're not going to believe it. the rules. And then everybody's like, well, yeah, but um, we refuse the right to ser- refuse service. Or we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone. No shoes, no shirt, no service. We just added mask to the sign. No shoes, no shirt, no mask, no service. Because I'll tell you what, if that fucking Dana Point ass fuck was in there and a dude walked in with no shoes and no shirt on, she'd be like, I'm outraged. I can't believe it. I How could I possibly purchase kale in this establishment if his disgusting cuticles are on display? Throw him out! Tackle him! Beat him to death, please! Here, use this fennel frond and jam it into his mouth so he chokes on it. A, a tasty licorice death. Fuck. So she's yelling at the fucking guy who runs the goddamn Gelson's and he's just like, and, and all, even worse, she's not even yelling. She's doing that dumb shit about, oh, well, I'm okay. I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm just going to sue. I, you know, you're, you're opening yourself up to a big lawsuit. And the dude's just, look, you know who that is? That's fucking Steve, the manager. He's, or Cliff, whatever his fucking name was. He doesn't give a fuck. You know what? Honestly, he's probably in his mind going, please sue Gelson's, please. Please win everything so we have to close down so I can go home and I'm not deemed essential so that this tiny little strip of fabric that's over my mouth is not the only thing keeping me from dying as you breathe in my fucking face complaining about the fact that you can't come in here and buy a fucking box of Special K, you fucking skank. Please shut us down. They're begging you. The Gelson's employees would love for you to win your lawsuit. Go, call a lawyer. That would be, I'm sure in Dana Point too, because again, Dana Point... Literally, you know, you know what they're fucking <laughs> data point. When you move in, you just you open your mailbox and there's five thousand dollars. They're just like, hey, welcome, you made it. You know what I mean? It's it's like, uh, you know how in prison you got commissary, so someone's got to send you money and they fund you with stuff so you can get it. And in data point, they just give you the money. It's like it's like the city has its own commissary. Here's five grand to spend on local merchants. Please go buy some uh, chocolate covered money. That's what we've got. We got a pile of it. Go to the bank and get chocolate-covered money. Go get some fucking ridiculous vanilla-scented cash, you fucking dumb fucks. You rich. You won. You won. You're rich. You live in Dana Point. Don't yell at the grocery store guy, you fuckhead. And and also, put on a fucking mask. Again, it's the it's the literally the least you could do. And it's not for you. If you want to get sick and die, that's fine. But don't you recognize that at this point... As I just said, breath, 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 breath is weapon. You could wind up wiping everybody out. You could, you could, your uvula could be patient fucking zero. There could be germs just bungee jumping off of your uvula down the rest of your throat. And when you cough or sneeze or even fucking breathe, it's going to kill someone named Jose who had to come to work that day. Wear a fucking mask. I love these people who are like, it's weak. It's, uh, I live in America. I don't want to I talked about this last week. It's like, you fucking idiots. And again, like I said, I just keep repeating it. And I don't mean to keep repeating it, but every fucking week, every fucking day, you just see these people doing the same shit. This stuff today where Trump's like church is essential and people are like, yeah, exactly. I want to worship. Well, worship at home, motherfucker. Do some closed circuit Jesus bullshit, whatever the fuck. Grab your cell phone. Call him up. What's his number? I don't even fucking know. Call him. Yell. Just Yell. I was told you could pray silently. So that means not only is Jesus a magician, but he's a fucking mind reader. So if he can do all this shit, if Jesus is this fucking ridiculous goddamn Swiss army knife of everything, he's a magician, he's a mind reader, he's a benevolent leader, but he's also a demon who will fuck up the devil if he tries to kill the rest of us. I mean, if he's all things to all fucking people, then good. Why do you need to go to a fucking building to talk to him? 
No, no, you, you see, you don't understand. Jesus is terrific and he can do a lot of stuff, but uh, he doesn't really hear you very well unless you're surrounded by stained glass. That's very important for Jesus's hearing. How does how does that correlate? Well, I don't know. You'll have to talk to the Lord and the Lord works in mysterious ways, so he'll never tell you. But uh, but he does want you to go to that building that costs $10 million in order to reach him. Oh, really? Can't get Jesus on a payphone, can you? No, no. You got to go to the uh, $10 million building uh, with the, uh, you know what? Jesus really enjoys when you talk to him in a building filled with effigies of himself. That's what he wants. He demands that you see, you know what? Especially right there at the front of the church, he really, truly hopes. I mean, look, you're not in a real church unless at the front of the church, you you have a, a, a living statue of Jesus at the worst possible moment of his life on this planet. Could you get that? Could you do that, please? Could you just hammer in a bronze Jesus onto a goddamn gold cross? Because I guarantee you that's going to get his attention. He'll definitely listen to you then. You must be in a room where at the front of it, there's him naked with nails in his fucking hands. Now you're talking. Now that Now you got the man's attention. I mean, Jesus is upstairs with his fucking PS4 and he's playing games and shit. And when he hears Hark, what's this? People are calling my name in a building that has photos of me, pictures of me, stained glass of me. And not only that, but a ridiculous statue of me getting nailed to a fucking board because they thought I stole a fucking donut or whatever the fuck happened in that book that I didn't write. I better go listen to them. Oh, and what are you all praying for? Oh, you want the germ to end. Oh, don't you? Well, you know, this is weird. This is going to be strange. Get this. I'm Jesus. Listen to me now. Uh, you want the germ thing to end, right? You want people to stop getting sick and you want the pandemic to come to a close. Okay, cool. Uh, here's the first thing you should do. Stop showing up in this building. Because all of you are here and you're all breathing in this same place. And this is just now a holy germ chamber. That's all it is. You're just breathing in each other's face. You know what? You you bid him peace and you bid him peace. You know what you're doing? You're bidding him death. You're shaking him hands, uh, his hand with your death hand and then he shakes somebody else's hand. Literally, the bid you peace is just going to spread corona. The fucking 19 is going to spread through the church from bidding people peace. This is the trick. This is the joke. This is God's cosmic prank that he's playing on you, motherfuckers. You're going to go to the building where he fucking the room where it happened, where they hammered him to a board. And then you're all going to shake each other's hand and be like, aha, peace be with you. And also with you and also with you and also with you. Death, 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 shakes abound. Look at you guys throwing fucking death shakes at one another and not even caring because it's essential that we go to the church and we talk to Jesus and we say, Hey buddy, where you been? <laughs> Things are shitty down here. Anybody want to come and help us? You fuck. Oh, oh, it's the devil's doing. Okay. Well, then again, I quote Al Pacino. He's an absentee landlord. If the devil is wreaking havoc with this germ, where the fuck is Jesus with the goddamn meds? Jesus, take the wheel of the medicine truck and drive it to everyone's house and cure them of this fucking disease. Because if he's, if, if Jesus is just letting you guys be sick, you got to wonder about him, don't you? Don't give me that free will bullshit because what it's free will for you to not wear a mask. Cool. But then when someone wears a mask, you sneer at them and you call them weak. Ridiculous. And look, I'm telling you this now, do whatever the fuck you want. I, I, I've said this long. It's like, remember when I talked about steroids in baseball? I was like, I just, I just, I don't, I will not be happy. Jack them all up. Put everybody on the gas. I will not be happy until two outfielders are running for a fly ball and collide and explode on the field. They're so jacked up with fucking Decadurabalin. I don't care. Lay out these Winstraw motherfuckers. Breads and circuses. 
But at the same fucking time, I also recognize that there's there's consequences to all this bullshit. I mean, if you told me I could stick a needle in my balls when I was a kid, if I was 13, you're like, hey, do me a favor, start cycling. Go on roids right now, you'll be fucking amazing at baseball. And uh, and you'll have you'll have 20 years of making $20 million a year. And then after that, you can retire. But then when you're 60, eh, things, <laughs> things aren't going to be great. That's I got news for you, man. I would absolutely mortgage the back fucking 20 for the first 60. I wouldn't give a fuck. And I think that's I think that's true of every young person. Nobody's nobody's wrapping themselves in 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 modesty as a as a child or or thinking to themselves, ah, you know, I'm I'm going to live a a, a chaste quiet life and then I'm sure I'll enjoy my old age. Nobody gives a fuck about that. We're 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 pushing shopping carts down a hill toward a window. I mean, we're we're fucking nuts. So I understand the instinct of young people now. I was like, ah, fucking germ. Who the fuck cares? Ah ha ha. But as a, as a 50 year old man now, and I, I listen to science and I hear the experts and they're like, Hey man, it's not about you. It's about other people. And so you, you gotta think about other people at some point. Right. And I wonder if for me, if this is a weird, you know, they always say like, if you're, if you're, if you're a Republican when you're young, yeah, I got no, uh, heart if you're a Republican if you're a Democrat when you're old you got no soul whatever the fuck that's saying is I don't know but I wonder if that's for me I mean because like I was a reckless fucking dude you know getting in fights and and I, I don't I don't know I don't <laughs> I wasn't exactly Steve Condom all right let's put it that way uh and and just just running into shit and knocking it over and and fighting like I said fighting and fucking like that was what I wanted to do all the fucking time and I didn't care uh, and I wonder if now as I'm 50 uh, and I look at, I go, Oh man, we got to be safe. Like, I mean, is this, is this hypocritical to be this way? Or is it just everyone reaches that point as they get older where they just go, yeah, no, this isn't a good idea. Yeah, no, this was, you know, do you, cause you have to literally sit down and go, well, I made it. I mean, I, I, you know, cause I did a bunch of dumb shit. I've had a gun to my head three times in my life. You know what I mean? There are times I could have been e fucking raced. Um, I've, I've been in a fight that I've been losing and getting the shit beat out of me. And I mean, honestly, if the person I was fighting was a psychopath, I'd be dead. I could be beaten to death. Who the fuck knows? You know? Uh, and you survive those things and you move on and now you're old and you look back and you go, wow, fuck, I made it. All right, cool. And now I start to, I guess, think and worry and hope. Is that what I'm doing? I don't, I don't know if that's really what it is. Cause also there's the nihilist in me. It was like, fuck everybody. I don't give a shit. Fucking die was funny. Last week, I said that thing about Wisconsin and the bars and opening them up. And I was like, hey, man, I hope these people are OK. But at the same fucking time. And I had I had a few people write me and go, no, fuck them. Let them die. And you're right. I, I have to like I've said, I've said on the show here, too. There's like there's part of me that's like, hey, man, I really hope the world gets through this and everything's OK. And then there's part of me like, man, I hope a thousand people die on the beach. That'd be fun. Maybe if we just did that. What if we had some, some video of a thousand people dying at once on the beach? Will that will that register with anybody? What if the germ steps it up? What if the germ uh, acts different? Because they're still learning about the germ. What if salt water exacerbates it and everybody just fucking drowns, dry drowns on land right there at the beach? A thousand dead people right on fucking Daytona Beach. Wouldn't that be great? I have to admit, there's there's that guy who lives inside me too. You know, but then there's also, you got to think of those thousand people. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what percentage of them are innocents. Kids who were brought there who didn't, didn't really have a choice or didn't know. 
It makes me really happy that this guy in my building, his kid has a matching mask. Because I'm sure he's sat down and talked to him and he said, hey, no, we got to wear masks now. It's totally fun. But look, it's going to be, it's like a, when I was a kid, I told you, I faked the eye chart so I could get glasses. I looked at it like jewelry or something grown up. I wanted something grown up. So you got to have that talk with your three-year-old and go, oh, here's a mask, put it on. Yay. Woo, we're bandits. And then you play a stupid game about whatever cops and robbers and you wear masks. And, and then the kid just realizes that it's a thing you do. It's your responsibility to show a kid how to be responsible. You have to pass that on. Nature and nurture, all that shit. It's, it's, it's right there. And you wonder when you see these motherfuckers at these protests with these signs are going, America, I believe in the Lord and no mask and with the kid next to him. And you're like, well, that kid's going to grow up just to be a fuckhead. Jesus, you know, that kid's going to grow up to pick up Mark Wahlberg in a bank parking lot, try to get him to jerk off and then fucking gay bash him into a goddamn parking lot. You know, I, you just know that those people are being taught hate and, and anger Quit teaching anger to everybody, man. And, the, and I, that, that comes from a dude who's fucking angry still. But I also recognize that a lot of my anger is my fucking fault, my issue, my problem. Uh, you can make your own choices and not be angry. You can make your own choices and not be upset. You can make your own choices. And I'm not good at it. I still get fucking mad. I still get mad at myself. I get mad at other people. I get irrationally angry. I hide. I do all of these things. And it's, it's part of being human. It's who we are. Nobody's fucking perfect. But if you just have an ounce of compassion for the people who are around you, then that, that goes a long fucking way. Wear the mask. There's a fat fuck in a Costco. See that clip? It's a fucking idiot. And, and the Costco manager is just like, uh, hey, man, you got to put the mask on. And the, and the dude's just like, I'm not putting a mask on. Why would I Why would I want to do that? Or whatever the fuck. He wasn't, you know what? He wasn't even a country guy. I apologize. I'm not putting a mask on. And the, the manager's like, well, then you'll have to leave the store. I mean, you got to put a mask on. And he's just like, well, when I woke up this morning, I woke up in a free fucking country. And you just saw the Costco manager basically just kind of go, all right. And he just took the card away. And the guy goes, oh, wait, hold on. You know, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give the card to my wife. She'll pay. And he goes, bye. And the fucking manager... Took his stuff away. Wouldn't let him check out. And then the guy's like, oh, you're just going to take my card away. Oh, is that what you're doing? You're just going to take my card of stuff. I can't believe they're doing this, man. Taking my card away. And then he, he films himself and he's just this big, fat, moon face motherfucker with ridiculous sunglasses on. Like, you just knew that that guy. Yeah, I know that guy owns five guns, and but he's he only knows how to shoot one of them. But he bought them because they're cool or whatever. The fuck. You know, he's just a fucking slob. And he's just like, and he's grousing. Oh yeah, my wife could have paid, but no, you take my stuff away. Hey, it's not your stuff, man. That's Costco stuff. And you know what you got to do to buy a Costco stuff? You got to wear a fucking mask these days. You don't just come in and fucking swing your corpulence around and go, hey man, I'm the kingpin. I get to buy what I want. All my This is all my stuff. Costco's just holding it. I've come to exchange cash for goods and services. Okay, well, wear a mask. Not me. This is a free country. Okay, what's well, a free country? Get the fuck out of my store what i'll sue you what do you mean you'll sue me you said it's a free country right so it's a free store get the fuck out go somewhere else go shop at the no mask store because that's also free but this is a mask store in a free country guess what we've done we've proclaimed it a mask store you fuckhead because we want our customers dying because we'd like the business to continue oh i can't believe it i woke up in america which is a free country this morning yeah well you're gonna die in america too some point which is a free country and it's because you didn't wear a fucking mask, you fucking ridiculous ham. You big fucking sentient ham. That's what you are. You're just you're just a fucking spiral cut. Hey, you fucking absolute pile of fucking Genoa salami. 
with sunglasses on. Get the fuck out of my store. You fucking mayonnaise sweating motherfucker. I don't want to talk to you anymore. We're putting this stuff back on the shelf. Actually, check that. We're burning this shit because you and your non-mask fatness fondled it and threw it in your cart. And the best part is his wife's wearing a mask. Like he pans the fucking phone over. His wife's wearing the mask because you know why? Maybe she gets it. Maybe she knows. Maybe she understands. Maybe she has compassion or empathy. And maybe she's not dating this ridiculous fucking frat guy who never went to college. Isn't that the worst disease in this fucking country now? Every ass fuck who acts like he was in a frat, but he didn't go to college. Some frat bro, every frat bro who didn't go to college. If you at least went to college and you were a frat bro and you got your fucking diploma, fine. You got your sheepskin, good. Then you, you, you put cherries in your ass and you did an elephant walk and good for you. You jerked off on the bread. Hopefully you didn't have to eat it. Great. You paid your dues. You got your fucking degree. Good. But these ass fucks who these entitled fucking idiots who act like frat bros who never graduated college, just these, these, these human puddles of oil from a NASCAR track who come in and go, I'm going to blow what I want without a mask on. Oh, are you? Are you, you fuckhead? No, you're not. You need to get the fuck out of here. Steve Costco says, get the fuck out. Trader Joe says, take a fucking walk. Jim Target says, wear a fucking mask. And it's not forever. That's another thing. It's like the summer's coming. We'll have to wear the masks. Maybe in the fall, the thing will come back. Or you know what? Maybe we will have to wear masks for a year. Who the fuck knows? I went to Asia. They wear masks all the fucking time. You know why? Because first of all, it's in, in China, there's nothing but pollution just pouring all over everybody. They got 8 billion people there and all of them smoke. And then half of them wear masks. And they're just like, all right, well, maybe I won't die. Whatever the fuck. But in Japan, they were wearing the fucking mask because they, they understand that there's germs. Like we... Like I said, I, I told this story, like on, I, I might've said it on the show last week. There was a, a thing I had on Facebook and it made me laugh. Uh, I, it, like, it was like from 2012 and I was at the airport and I said, I just saw two people smoking at LAX, laughing at two Asians wearing masks. I'll go ahead and save this for their, and show it to them during their chemotherapy in 2016. And I read that the other day and I was like, Jesus Christ, you know, I, I mean, we're all dying. Every single one of us, whether it's fucking germs, whether it's me shoving ridiculous carbs and chocolate in my face, whether it's people smoking and giving themselves cancer, or whether it's just the fucking inexorable march of time. It's taking us out. It's taking all of us out. We're all dying. Doesn't mean you don't have to be nice to people or good to people or helpful to people. I don't, I don't. And quit shaming people too. Although I just said that, I called that guy a fat pile of Genoa salami with sunglasses on. Whatever the fuck, I don't care. He was acting like a dick. But just these people who point and yell and scream, I just, I just, fuck. Trump's health secretary was on a fucking, one of the, with Stephanopoulos or somebody. And he's like, the, the, the virus is bad because Americans have so many comorbidities. Uh, and the, the, and the guy was like, wait a minute, you're saying like in other nations, they didn't, it wasn't their precautions and the fact that they got ahead of the disease and the guy, the health guy, Azar, I think is his name. And he's like, no, man, he goes, a lot of Americans have di- you know, diabetes and a lot of minorities, they smoke and they don't take care of themselves. And the guy and the fucking announcer is just like, what the fuck are you trying to say that the virus is bad because Americans are unhealthy? And he's like, well, the facts are what they are. Like they won't commit to saying it. They always hint around it. They try to say that black people are overweight or they have more diabetes or black, you know, brown people don't take care of themselves or Navajos drink or whatever. The f- and uh, these people put themselves in a position to be what? Killed by a, by a three times in a lifetime global fucking germ that goes around at light speed. Really? 
Well, I wish you would have told me that before you started telling me all the fucking time that I could eat candy bars every fucking minute. Because you know what? You motherfuckers were going, well, you know, if Americans weren't so unhealthy, this wouldn't have been such a bad pandemic. Oh, really? Really? It's our fault? That, you know what? I got news for you. Like three years ago, when Michelle Obama told people to eat a fucking carrot, you'd said that she was a Nazi. You remember that, you fuckheads? Michelle Obama was like, hey, you know what? What if we had exercise in school and maybe we change school lunches a little bit? And you went, oh, you, these draconian measures. She's trying to make you eat a pea. Oh, damn you and your green beans, Michelle. You people forcing your healthy. Why? We want to eat chaw. That's what we want. We want to eat chewing tobacco right out of the dip can. How dare you tell me I could eat a fucking carrot? What? These vegetables and a food pyramid. I, it's America, damn it. If I want to eat a Danish on top of a coffee cake between two slices of French toast, you're goddamn right I will. Cut to four years later. These, uh, these people have made unhealthy choices and it's really hurt us with this pandemic because otherwise everything would have been peachy keen. Oh, really? First of all, don't say peach because that's a fruit. You don't get to put that in your fucking mouth because years ago you were advocating we all eat chocolate fucking piles of whatever the fuck. And now you're like, oh yeah, no, it's everybody's fault because they're sick. Oh, if, if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the unhealthy Americans, this virus wouldn't be so bad. They're just just grasping at every fucking pixie powder filled straw that they possibly can to blame people for getting sick. It's their fault. Oh, you know what? If people didn't drink so much, they wouldn't have gotten sick. Oh, if people didn't eat so much. But again, on the other hand, they're all like, it's America, man. You do what you want. You don't have to close these buildings. Do what you want, man. Hey, you know what? Let's have let's have, let's have, have a fried chicken sandwich with bacon and cheese. Oh, that'll be awesome. What do you mean fried chicken sandwich? Like with bread? No, bread. No, that's useless. We don't want to have a bun. Just two big pieces of fried chicken with bacon and cheese inside. And look, I'm not against the double down sandwich. I'm not against... The five by five at In and Out. I don't give a fuck. Eat whatever the fuck you want. But if the government is advocating, oh yeah, it's okay, Mayor Freedom. And when someone says maybe we should be a little healthier, fuck your apples, Michelle Obama. Shove them into your goddamn presidential pussy. Okay, well that seems aggressive and strong. Three years later, if Americans uh, had taken care of themselves, they wouldn't have to worry about this virus. Oh, what about if Trump had closed the country earlier? Because I'm seeing now that if he would even acted a week earlier, 36,000 people wouldn't have died. Well, uh, it's also a, a known fact that those 36,000 people were found with a whatchamacallit bar in their pocket. What? What's that? I'm sorry. What are you saying? Yes, it's correct. The 36,000 people that could have had their lives saved were eating whatchamacallit bars nonstop. And so the germ knocked on their door. You ever see that story in the Ten Commandments when you have to put the blood above your doorstep and then the Pharaoh comes and he kills your kid or whatever the fuck the story is? Well, that's how it was. People put a whatchamacallit wrapper in their pocket and the germ knew that that was them. They came to their house. The germ looked for people who ate candy. The germ, I don't know if you know this, the germ, we've decided with all of our research, uh, the germ can smell junk food. Oh, the second you come home with a sack of Jack in the box, there's a germ right on your ass. Go ahead and eat an ultimate, go ahead and eat an ultimate cheeseburger. Go ahead and eat an ultimate breakfast sandwich. Go ahead and eat a jumbo Jack because I guarantee you're also eating a mouthful of the 19 and you're going to wind up dead because it's your fault. It's your fault. Not the, not the, not the country's fault. Not Donald Trump's fault. Please don't blame Donald Trump. And so, and again, this country is so fucking bananas because Biden, like I think I said it earlier, Biden today said, hey, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Whatever the fuck he was doing. He's, a, he's an idiot. We know this. He's a fucking, uh, just, a, just a, a head full of fucking pear-filled green jello. We get it. He's a fucking slob. Democrats fucked up. Uh, they're still fucking up. Pelosi fighting against college debt relief. She's fucking like, in the, late, in the new bill, they, they took out $10,000 of college debt relief. For what? For why? I don't even fucking know. I don't, I don't just leave it in there. Let the fucking Republicans do it. The, they, this would be so easy to win. 
How are Democrats just coming out and going, yeah, we should give like $3,000 to each American to take care of it and make the Republicans say no. Put it in the bills and make the Senate say no. This would be so easy to fucking win, but they can't. They step on their own fucking dicks all the goddamn time. Just like they put the hit out on, on whatever the fuck, Bernie Sanders or and now Elizabeth Warren, whatever the fuck, and they made Biden the guy. Fine, Biden's your guy. That's fine. You're riding this, this William Hickey from fucking... Uh, whatever that movie was with Billy Crystal in, in, and he's got him in the car. Yeah, that's that. You got it tired. Is that, that's not when Harry met Sally. I don't fucking know. It's some Billy Crystal movie where he's got to drive Bill Hickey around and William Hickey's just this pile of old death in the fucking passenger seat repeating signs that he sees. That's who Biden is. Biden is awful. You know, when I was married, my, my fucking grandmother-in-law or whatever the fuck you want to call her, my, my ex-wife's grandmother was gone. She was gone. She was just a shell. She was just a lady, but she had the most beautiful smile and she was always happy to be alive. That's all she was. Like she wasn't worrying about anything, but she would be hungry all the time. And she loved ice cream. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. She would say it all day. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And, uh, and my ex-wife's mom would be like, don't feed her. She's just fucking saying shit. That's what they do. And in my brain, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. She's fucking 80. Feed her. If it's the thing that makes her happy in that instance, feed her. And I know, look, I'd be bad with a dog and a pet. My cat would be round. My fucking dog, you wouldn't even be able to see his legs. He'd just be just like a fucking, like a football, just shaped. <laughs> his tiny fucking legs. He'd roll everywhere. Dog would fucking roll because I'd feed him all the time because I just wanted to feed her. So she wanted ice cream. So we went and bought her ice cream once. We gave her a huge bowl of ice cream. I've never seen anybody happier in my entire life. <gasps> like literally like that, like a child <gasps> fucking smiling. And we fed her the ice cream. That's who Biden is. He doesn't want to be president. He just wants ice cream. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. That's Biden. But I just picture them in the morning, just pulling him out of the sack and washing his face and his wife combing his hair and they jam his teeth into his mouth. They go, okay, you're going to talk to Charlemagne the God today. And he's like, I'm hungry. They're like, no, no, you're not hungry. You're going to talk to Charlemagne the God because you're running to be the leader of the free world. I'm, I'm hungry. Yeah, no, well, we'll get you. We'll get you something after. Don't worry. There's a fruit cup waiting for you on the other side of this. I, I like fruit cup. Yes, you do, Joe. Uh, Joe loves fruit cup, doesn't he? Joe loves fruit cup. Yes, he does. All right, Joe. Hey, I really like the fruit cup. Ooh, ooh, I'm talking to God today. I'm going to visit him soon because I'm almost dead. No, Joe, we're talking to Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne, that's, isn't that from ancient Rome? I can tell you when I was in ancient Rome, I talked to Caesar once. I said, watch out for the odds of March, boy. And he said, I don't believe you. And the next thing you know, he's got a knife in his gut. I'll tell you what. I tried to warn him I was there. And then I went and I took the road to Galilee. Okay, Joe, that's fantastic. Could you go ahead and hold on? We're going to go live with Charlemagne the God in just seconds. Charlemagne, I'm going live with God in seconds. Uh, uh, you're not going to get rid of me that quickly. Who's got my corn cob pipe? Shut up, Joe. You fucking ridiculous, nonsense spouting, drooling motherfucker. But that's who the Democrats are backing. That's their guy. That's their fucking all in. They, they are they are all in on a gut shot straight and they've got a two and a five and there's three cards showing. They're waiting for the river in the turn, hoping to hit the three and the four. And I know you're thinking two, three, four, five. That's not a straight. Yeah, the Democrats don't know that. They don't know there's not a six. They don't know they're dead in the fucking water and they're still pushing all in. Joe Biden's a gut shot straight without a six and they're still throwing everything into the fucking middle. 
It should be so easy to be a beat up president that wears spray tanner so fucking thick you couldn't see his real face. Literally, he just he just looks like Wiley e. Coyote smoking a cigar. Boom! Just a fucking ridiculous head. And then he says dumb shit all the time. He's a eugenics guy. Yesterday he's talking about the great bloodlines of the Ford family. Whatever the fuck. And I also I don't give a shit. He's just a fucking asshole. I don't you don't everybody's like with these specific things that Trump has done. Nothing specific. He's just a fucking terrible guy. When I used to work in fucking restaurants, there was a mop bucket. You know, you had to mop the fucking restaurant. And and sometimes the night guy would be lazy and he'd use the mop like over and over. And you'd come in in the morning and the fucking place stunk. Like, what the fuck? Well, it's because he was too lazy to change the mop head. Sometimes the mop head would sit overnight in dark fucking disgusting water and he would still use it. It was a sour smell. There was a sour mop smell. When a mop goes sour, you got to throw it out. It's as bad as spilling milk in a rug. And this country has sour mop spell because Trump is a sour mop and people just keep rubbing it all over the fucking country and it's not going to go away. It's just going to take fucking forever to get rid of the stench. That dude is a sour fucking mop. He wears diapers. He wears lifts in his fucking shoes. He stammers. People make fun of him regularly on, on time, on every hour on the fucking hour. And he's still the favorite. Still the fucking favorite because the Democrats have, have backed the literally the, the, the Nazi who looked into the ark and his skin melted off. That's what, that's who, that's who Biden is. He's that guy before he was cogent. He's the, he's after the ark. He's post ark. And then he says that, hey, if you don't vote for me, if you're, you're not really black or whatever the fuck. And then and like, what do you expect? You got him talking to Charlemagne the God via satellite. He doesn't even know where he is. I don't know if he, I'm sure he's apologized by now. I have no fucking idea. He's got to walk it back. But it's just, it's just, I don't give a fuck. I really don't. And I, and then I come here to talk to you guys and I don't, and I don't know if you want to hear me not giving a fuck because <laughs> that's all I do is I do not give a fuck this is this is who they are they they, this week the democrats they said that they should fly flags at half mast for the victims of the coronavirus i don't know if you could possibly get those flags any lower than your effort but church is essential so go this weekend and bid somebody peace and watch them pass that peace on to someone else who will then pass it on to someone else and they'll bid their peace on to so someone else. And they'll bid peace to two friends. And so on, and so on, and so on. And we won't have to worry about opening the churches anymore. Because they'll be burning bodies out back instead. The next time they open the churches, they'll just be trying to hide people who are escaping the germ. Looking for some sort of fucking <laughs> respite from the hellscape created by giving out handshakes because you had to go to church and talk to Jesus in his special building. You telling me Jesus doesn't have Zoom? Zoom that fucker into your house and talk to him there. You don't have to go to the fucking crypt slash mausoleum slash mansion slash bank that they've built in his honor on every fucking street corner in this goddamn country. Ridiculous. Church is essential. If church was essential, that would mean God cared about any of this. And if you look around, you can see it's pretty clear that he doesn't. 
You guys can get me at MikeAndMikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, you know, I'm available at uh, Instagram and Snapchat. Did you know that? I am Mike40YOB. I'm also on TikTok, Mike40YOB. Have I opened the app? I have not because I just know it's a prank. Because if you're over 50 years old and you open TikTok, you're going right to jail. It's bad enough with Snapchat. I actually did a Snapchat this week where I, I promoted the, that I was going to be on my brother's comedy show. And, uh, and I don't know. I'm sure the authorities have me on a watch list now. I have no fucking clue. TikTok the same way. Unless I should learn a dance and get on there. Oh, that's what I need to do. Ratchet, bougie, savage. Uh, <laughs> so find me at Instagram, Snapchat, and the other thing that I just mentioned. What is it? TikTok. Yeah, that's me. I'm there on all those places. Uh, find me there and sign up, please. God, I'm distracted. Uh, our friend Ryan Dirks, he does all of the uh, web stuff for the show. Find him, facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Tell him he's great. And of course, our good friend David Mex Hernandez does all the work uh, here, the music and the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, uh, the artwork he does for this show. Uh, you can see the artwork on my page. You can see it on his page. Um, well, not on my page. You can see it at the Westside 86 Jokers page, actually. Go check it out there or become his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and you can go into his photos section and he's got all of his artwork grouped. You'll see the stuff he's created for the Jokers page. See the stuff he created for me in the past as my profile pictures. Uh, just a real good gallery of all the great stuff that he's done online on Facebook and you should check it out because it's really amazing stuff. He also has a page called This Is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb and you should go visit that uh, now. Well, first of all, you can't. Become his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and then he'll give you the uh, heads up about the page or you can find the page and then you got to write him another note uh, to become a member and then he'll send you some questions. You answer those and then you're all, you're there on this is dumb, that's dumb, you're dumb, I'm dumb. Sharing all the best memes with all the best people. Staring at a uh, uh, a mummy with uh, a bandage, a bandaged ass and, uh, and an, a weebles wobble that looks like Christopher Hitchens. He's got all of them. He's got something whose teeth keeps falling out. I think there's, like I said, a toupee refrigerator. Uh, there's a there's a hot naked chick. Look, that's all you need. So go ahead and join. This is dumb. That's dumb. I'm dumb. You're dumb. Uh, and you'll be there with Slumpus McGrumpus. He's there as well. And uh, and and check out the artwork he does for that page. Because you might be thinking to yourself, hey man, can Max do artwork for me? Well, he can. Of course he can. You can go ahead and contact him. Like I said, if you become his friend at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez, you can see all the artwork that he's done and think to yourself, well, what can he do? Well, he can do oils. He can do watercolors. Uh, I don't know if he's sculpting things these days. Who knows what the fuck he's doing? But you'll have to contact him yourself. And to do that, you've got to become his friend at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. You'll see all of his stuff in the photo. He can do your Facebook caricature. Um, he just does incredibly amazing work, and it's stuff that you'll want to get your uh, your eyes and, and face wrapped around so you can see and envision what he can do for you. But I'll tell you what, not only does he have the stuff on Facebook, which you can see, but there's a whole different style at his website too. You should go visit that so you can see if he can do something in that style for you. Uh, go to his website right now. I'll wait. Well, I won't wait. I'll, I'll be on the other side. Artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. This is The 40-Year-Old Boy, and coming up later, 12 inches, I'd have to fuck you twice. something you need to hear. I gotta tell you a little story. A story, yeah. Dude, no, don't, don't yeah, do that. Yeah, I, you know, we all let his Sorry. Late one night, my strange brother reaches up to me. 
Jones. Not only that, he wants to offer me a job. I says, cool, that sounds great. I need some cash, my brother. I gots to come clean with you. I've been talking some serious shit about you and my one-man show. He says, cool, ain't no sweat. And by the way, my two daughters want to meet you. So I think, whoa. You telling me you have no problem with me telling stories about you on stage? You want to offer me a job and I get to be a part of my niece's lives? Motherfucker, are you drunk? He says, yeah. So I says, why are you so chill with all this stuff all of a sudden? Dig this, he says he's been following Eastern philosophy. Eastern philosophy? All I got to say is that Buddha is one forgiven motherfucker. Buddha! Now the problem is whether I want to take another serial killer gig. I mean, I've worked for Lenny before, that shit never works out. How am I going to work this job but not fuck up a relationship? I then knew what I must do. What I had to do. Lenny is Lenny and I'm me. The only thing I can do is what I did. I became someone else. I became what this town needed. I became a hero. I became a rib-delivering vigilante. I'll take ribs to the Bronx, Brooklyn. I'll take him to Harlem. I don't care. Don't make no difference to me. It does the song. Some will even take Texas beef ribs. Don't make no difference to me. Who am I? to the 40-year-old boy and coming up who would win in a fight a spirited debate about dream matchups the world needs to see okay so we had zach and screech against fonzie and ponzi we covered that yes uh we covered muhammad ali versus michael j fox yes okay we took care of that and uh, uh you had one that you really wanted to bring okay, up okay this is in the theme of stephen king classic villains randall flag versus pennywise the clown pennywise the clown done no no, no. yeah absolutely are you kidding me pennywise the clown clowns are frightening clowns are scary randall flag absolutely you know the crow uh it, you know the stand is brilliant but i'm sorry pennywise the clown just for the the scene where his face turns into a skull two words randall flag is the devil okay all right we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this but Fine. what i really want to find out i wanted i had this uh the entire band of bon jovi armed with slingshots versus a tiger with aids verbal punches and bunches on every episode of who would win in a fight on the mike schmidt podcasting network aids travis Sometimes the old Mike shows up and scares the Mexicans. 
Not being Mexican, he's used to my bullshit, but the ones that work at barbecue house. I saw Chaz Bono. He seemed nice. I've even been paying weed. I've had the humiliation of delivering food to my friends' houses. Fuck, William Parker didn't seem to care, so why should I? Maybe they didn't see me? Maybe because it wasn't me delivering food. It was the main man. The one guy who could put up with this gig. A hero. Listen, you fuckers. You screwheads. Here's a man who would not take it anymore. A man who stood up against the scum, the cunts, the dogs, the filth, the shit. Here's a man who stood up, stood up, settled up, and brought you your barbecue, goddammit. Sponsors? Well, of course we have sponsors. Uh, our great friend, Fearful Jesuit, the Paranoid Strain podcast, out right now in the iTunes store. His second coronavirus hit uh, is available now. Go ahead and listen to it. It's, uh, he's done two in a row now on the coronavirus, and he's done them at a, a quicker pace than he does the other shows. Um, so, yeah, available right now. And I'm sure, look, he's he and Danny Unicorn are tearing apart all of the conspiracy theories that are behind this fucking coronavirus. And there's tons of them. As we all know, uh, there's there's uh, whether it's bat eating or whatever the fuck you want to say, and, and he's going to get to the bottom of them. I will tell you this. Um, I have not listened to this show yet. I'm very excited to listen to this show, but uh, I, I didn't listen. Here's why. And I'm going to say this, too, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to text it to my good friend Fearful. Um, if, if all I'm talking about is the coronavirus and then I listen to other shows about the coronavirus, then it's going to influence what I talk about with the coronavirus. So I try not to listen to anything else about the coronavirus. Does that make sense? Because my show is um, is is just kind of generated in the ether. You know what I mean? I, I just kind of start talking and I don't I don't want to. And I'm good at look, I'm not saying I'd, I'd be cribbing material, but I'll be influenced. It's This is the same. I used to think this because this is why I didn't watch comedians. All right, I didn't watch any comedians in the clubs and I didn't watch any comedian specials a lot of the time when I was when I was working the road and doing stand up because I didn't want it to influence any take I might have about something. You know what I mean? So uh, and is, is that dumb? Probably, you know, you need to have influence. You need to watch people and, and, and hear people do good work. And um, I'm and I've done so with the with the coronavirus episode. Uh, the last I saw I heard the last one, uh, but this new one, I haven't had a chance to wrap my head around because, again, uh, you know, I'm living it. I'm live. We're all living in the pandemic. We're all living inside uh, the, the house. And, and I can tell you that he, he does amazing work and I trust him fully to have fucking nailed it. I just haven't had a chance to listen, but it's on my agenda and I will listen. Um, I just don't want it to color how I talk about the, the virus on here. I know it sounds dumb because I mean, look, Jesuit and I have kind of the same mindset in that, uh, you know, a lot of people are fucking stupid and the conspiracy things are dumb. And, uh, and, but I think they're ruining the planet. Whereas fearful Jesuit just kind of bemusedly looks at them and goes, ah, whatever. Uh, whereas I get a little worked up and angry about them. I don't think, I don't think Jesuit gets so angry, but, um, but you can hear for yourself. 
Go to the iTunes store slash the Apple podcast uh, section, whatever the fuck it's called now, and download, uh, download, download the Paranoid Strain podcast. Subscribe to it, and then you'll always get the newest episode when it comes out. Then you'll be able to listen to it. Listen to all of them, all the past ones, all the Philip K. Dick genius stuff, all the taking out of the fucking uh, the Bundy Ranch assholes. All of that stuff is available right now at your fingertips. Right now, just one push of a button, you'll get all of them flooding into your goddamn computer. That's a good way to kill your pandemic. Sitting around listening to people who are so stupid, uh, they want to make up stories about the pandemic. So <laughs> go ahead and listen to it now. Uh, the Paranoid Strain by a Fearful Jesuit, our great friend. Uh, you can check right now. It's available in the iTunes store, and it is uh, it is good work done by fabulous people, and you need to listen to it right now. The Paranoid Strain podcast fearful jesuit dana unicorn available right now in the itunes store and also do me a favor leave a leave a quote in the itunes store saying that you you reviewed the show you love it you heard about it through me that also makes uh jesuit think that he's doing the right thing here and uh and also go ahead and write him a note the paranoid strain at gmail.com the paranoid strain at gmail.com and also you know what he's got a facebook page let's look this up right now real quick hold on everybody let's find the uh the facebook page so i can tell you exactly what it is and then you can go ahead and join that I know I joined it. Why shouldn't you? Uh, it is the Paranoid Strain Group. It's available right now. Um, I don't know if it's if it's creatively titled, but if you go to Facebook and you put in the Paranoid Strain, you will find the public group. It comes up right now. Our good friend Fearful. Uh, he's got his, you know, right there. He's uh, where is it? The yeah. So the new Paranoid Strain Quick Hit Coronavirus Conspiracies Two: The Phlegm and the Fury. It's available right now in the iTunes Store. I've got it in my iTunes, if you want to come by and listen to it, uh, why not? Well, six feet away, I'll just blare it. <laughs> Everybody, like in your eyes, I'll come to your house with a boombox and just hold it up outside, and we'll both listen to fucking Fearful Jesuit destroy everything and everyone. Uh, why not, right? That sounds like the good plan. So that's our good friend, Fearful Jesuit. He's got the Paranoid Strain podcast. Go ahead and download it right now. It's available in the iTunes store. Please give it a shot. Give it a day in court. Go ahead and listen to it. That would be fantastic. I would love it. Uh, our buddy, Rob Matsushita. If you go to youtube.com slash stay home 2020, that's his, uh, his YouTube channel where you're going to see his web series anthology coming up. Uh, I think his, his first episode is out. Uh, it's youtube.com slash stay home 2020. Now, when he sent it to me, it was all caps on stay home. I don't know if it needs to be, but if it is, go ahead and use that. It might be lower, whatever the fuck, but go to youtube.com slash stay home 2020. And uh, and check out all of the things that he has there in his uh, in his YouTube. He's going to be putting up different episodes of the anthology available right now from our good friend Rob Matsushita. YouTube.com slash stay home 2020. Go ahead and check that out. Hey, I'm on Cameo. If you want me to call somebody and tell them they're great. If you want me to call somebody in their man cave and say, hey, man, what are you hiding from? Hey, don't touch. Don't touch my Dick Butkus uh, game worn jersey. You might have the hiv. Uh, please go ahead and find me at Cameo. It's book Cameo dot com on your computer but you got to do it on the phone the app's a phone app go ahead and download cameo from the app store and then find me on there and i'll call whomever you want and i'll say good things to them and tell them what you want or i'll say bad things i've never i've never said good things i've never said bad things i've never said anything out of the blue but i'll do all of those things just for you because i need 15 goddamn dollars go ahead and book me on cameo on the app on your phone i've never done good things i've never done good things I've never done bad things. I've never done bad things. I've never done anything out of the blue. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Uh, please hire me on Cameo. I'll do some of that right there. You want, me to, you want me to do bad Bowie? Happy to do it. Hire me on Cameo. I can take care of that right now. 
you know, we have an Amazon link. Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Click on the merchandise page. There's an Amazon link. Click on that, and then you're shopping. Hey, you're shopping. We're getting a taste of the gig, and that makes me happy. And that's important. What, for me to be happy? Maybe. I don't know. Is that really important? Probably not. Uh, but more importantly, I get money. That's the uh, the keenest thing. We get money, they get money, you get stuff. It works out perfectly. And you were, look, it doesn't cost you anything. It costs you 10 seconds to put in my website, go to the merchandise page. And, uh, aren't you, am I not worth 10 seconds? Use those 10 seconds. Click on my page. Click on the merchandise. Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Click on the merchandise page. Click on the Amazon link. And then you go, there you go. Anything you buy, you buy $10,000 worth of merchandise and I'll get a buck 50. That's great. That's all I need. Uh, please do it. You're shopping from Amazon anyway, right? Um, Bezos is a trillionaire. Don't you want to give him more money? Don't you want him to give me whatever fucking lint falls out of his pocket as he goes to pocket the cash you just sent him? That'd be great. I need Bezos's pocket lint. That's actually going to be currency in a couple of years. I'm stockpiling it, man. Making a big ass fucking crazy ass yarn ball of Bezos fucking pocket lint with his DNA on it. Are you kidding me? I'll fucking run this town. Uh, so please use the Amazon link. Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Click on the merchandise page. Click on the Amazon link, and then you're shopping, and we get some of it. We get a taste. Goddamn yawns. Nobody likes them. Uh, teenage suicide. Nobody likes it. Uh, please uh, use the Amazon link. Also, what else did I want to tell you? We've got, uh, oh, we got Twitch. Got a Twitch channel, folks. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, I'm on there all the time. I've been playing a trivia game recently called Jackbox. You can go ahead and jump in there and play trivia murder. We do trivia. We do t-shirt. We do drawing stuff. We don't, it's, you play along with you with me on your phone. That's right. It's not just me playing and you watching. Uh, you can actually play along with me on your phone. Don't you want to do that? Isn't that what you've been thinking for all along? You've been thinking, Oh my God, I wish I could play a game with Mike. How great would that be? <laughs> oh, I would love to play along with Mike on my phone and not be in the same room. It's the best of all worlds. You get to play a game and I'm there lurking. And then you play along on your phone without having to have me in your house or look me in the eyes. Nobody wants to look me in the eyes and I don't blame them. Uh, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, you can follow and subscribe, subscribe with Amazon Pritch, uh, Pritch, Amazon Twitch prime. Uh, that's great. You do that every month. I get five bucks. That's pretty cool. And, uh, and also you can just follow the channel just to find out what I'm on. That doesn't cost you a dime. Uh, and then you can give money appropriately if you'd want to. That's right. Content and commerce smashing in a head on collision at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, come and visit me, please. I'm there. YouTube.com slash the 40 year old boy. I got that channel rocking and rolling. And I will tell you this. We are current. We are absolutely current right now at YouTube because of our good friend KC Bills in Wisconsin. Uh, he's uh, he's the, the best. He reaches out. He helps me all the time over there at YouTube. And so right now we are absolutely I mean, this show's not up yet, but it will be soon. But all 12 years of the podcast up to last week are live right now and, and hanging out on the YouTube channel. If you want to go ahead and listen to them, that'd be fantastic. Uh, I, I don't think I make any money from that anymore because of Mex's songs. I don't know what I need to do. Um, but I, I, so whatever. So that's that go watch or listen if you can. And, uh, is there other stuff coming soon? Like I saw a video of a guy today. He's like, Hey man, I'm going to try 29 different flavors of pop tarts on my YouTube channel. And in my head, I'm like, I could do that. Uh, but I don't know who the fuck wants to watch me try YouTube or try pop tarts. Come watch. Yeah. Then come watch me try YouTube. That'd be great. Um, youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Please sign up for those channels. That'd be great. Uh, I've mentioned Amazon. I've mentioned Cameo. Oh, Patreon. We got the Patreon page. Uh, and this is a good time to talk about some people who've signed up for that. Patreon.com slash the 40 year old boy. 
Or go to Patreon and just put in my name, Mike Schmidt, or 40-year-old boy. You'll find me. Uh, and you know who found me this week? Patrick Volker. Look at our good friend Patrick Volker signing up to be a Patreon patron. Thank you so much, Patrick Volker. I appreciate it. You're the best. And Andrew Reynolds. When Andrew Reynolds has signed up to become a donor every single month there at Patreon. Andrew Reynolds and Patrick Volker, thank you the two of you for signing up for Patreon. And, uh, and I can't tell you how happy that makes me to have new patrons named Andrew and Patrick. Because I was down in Andrew. I had an Andrew who quit. I had a Patrick who died. So you guys just fit those slots nicely. I'm not, I don't feel good about myself unless I've got an Andrew and a Patrick right by my side. And look at the two of you fill in the void. I appreciate it. So Andrew Reynolds, Patrick Volker, our new Patreon patrons. Thank you. And you too can be a Patreon patron. Go to patreon.com slash the 40 year old boy. Look for me there and, uh, and sign up. That would be great. And uh, will I be putting videos and stuff up there soon? Well, soon seems like a strong word, but yes, I have, I got a list. I got plans. Uh, I, I actually think I'm going back to the gym on June 1st. Yeah, I know. Get ready to scream at me. I can't wait to do fucking, uh, dumbbell curls with a mask on, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm just, I'm dying in my apartment. So I got to do something. Everybody's like, oh man, why don't you just go run in the park? Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I have to wait for Saturday, right? Saturday in the park. Uh, uh well, I'll probably wait for the 4th of July. Uh, all right, man. So, uh, be a, be a Patreon patron. That would be cool. YouTube, uh, cameo, Amazon. The fuck else was I talking about? Uh, getting out there. Was was there something else I was just discussing? I don't remember. Did I cover everything? We covered Twitch. We covered Patreon. We covered Amazon. We covered there's cameo. We got sponsors. I think that's it. Oh, man, I should Zoom this show. You guys want to sign in and Zoom with me instead? Instead of just me doing a fucking podcast and sending out into the ether of me just yelling, don't you want to just see me scream? Although I do that on Twitch. I can't, I could possibly do that at... at uh... Oh, that's what I wanted to do. Fuck it, yeah. Because we were talking about Andrew and Patrick at Patreon. Uh, we got to talk about PayPal and, and Venmo. People have stepped up and sent things there. Uh, our great friend Sarah J. Sarah J. Lombardi. In, uh, in, uh, I don't want to say where she is, but I know where she is. But she stepped up and did a nice thing this week. Thank you so much, Sarah J. And, uh, and of course, Michelle Jacobs, who we love. Michelle, who's uh, used to visit Southern California every month. I miss her. We'd go have Indian food. We'd hang out. Uh, but now Michelle's up north and, and, uh, and sent me a very nice thing over Venmo in, in honor of her selling her house. And you're very, very cool. Thank you so much, Michelle, for thinking of me. Uh, and, of course, the lovely and talented Liana Dixon. Uh, who reached out to me and, but Liana had, uh, she actually has everybody else is just like, here you go, Mike. But Liana has, uh, I have a task that I have to perform. Liana's like, uh, because I, I, when I stream last week, I was streaming on Twitch and I had a shirt on and look, man, a lot of my shirts are old and they're beat to shit. And here's why. Cause you get, uh, you know, I'm a fat guy. So, and I'm, I'm, I truly planned on losing a ton of weight this year and going to buy a bunch of new clothes. That was the whole point. And I did the first two months and it was doing good. I was starting to slowly fit back into, you know, some of the shirts I own and then we were going to buy more. Uh, but now everything's gone to hell. So I'm wearing older shirts that are all beat up because I saved them because I'm like, well, what if I get fat again, which is terrible. It shouldn't have that attitude, but I, I have it. So I have these shirts and the collars are all fucked up and there's like strings that are ragged and loose. And like, I don't look like a complete hobo, but, you know, I, I am on camera. I should wear something. So I just wore a shirt. Now, over the winter, I got away with it because I wore hoodies the whole time. So they were, I wore these shitty shirts, but with hoodies over it. So it was fine. But now I'm just wearing the shirt because it's warm in Los Angeles. And, uh, and so Liana sends me a gift. She's like, here, buy some shirts for the streams. And I wrote her back and I go, look, you're not serious, right? And she's like, no. I, she goes, I, you're, I, I would like to see you do that. So, 
So our great friend Liana Dixon has sent me shirt money, so I get to buy some shirts courtesy of Liana. Uh, and I and I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Liana, and thank you again, Michelle, because Michelle also she had when she sent money before she was like buy Indian food and have it without me, and uh, which is nice. So so everybody who sends me anything, thank you so much for thinking of me. Andrew Reynolds, Patrick Volker, Liana Dixon, Michelle Jacobs, Sarah J. Lombardi, everybody who thought of me and penciled me in to give me a gift or or keep me in their thoughts or send me any sort of cash. Uh, you're the best. Thanks. And uh, I'm, I'm emerging slowly from my cocoon a little bit here. Like I've been I've been zooming with people, which is weird. Like I don't I it's so odd. Like I'm a really I'm a good alone person in my house. And you get that thing where you're like, ah, I don't want I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to bother anybody. All that kind of dumb shit. But uh, but I started zooming the UFC because the UFC came back for fights because, you know, I don't know if you know this fist fights are just as essential as church. So my buddy, Justin, who listens to the show, he was like, hey, you want to Zoom during the fights? And we did the last two weeks. Um, he and I, and, and of course, his lovely wife, Mary, uh, was there as well to say hi and, and hang out. And it was cool. Like, if I'm, like, I didn't think I would like it because I, I, I if you're doing it a lot, I get to imagine that there's Zoom fatigue. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, I, you know, I'm trapped in my house, but now I got to look good. I mean, a phone call is different, but Zoom, you're on camera again and it's a weird thing that we all live our life on camera now. It's, it's strange. And whether it's FaceTime or YouTube or any of these things, or I, me on Twitch, I mean, I'm on camera virtually every day. It's, it's bananas. So everyone has seen my backslide. Go, go look at the end of February and see, and then look at me now. I, I you talk about a fucking pile of Genoa salami that talks. That's me, baby. <clears throat> I'm just talking carbs and candy. That's who I am. Carbs and candy. I smell carbs and candy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's that lounging? All right. Um, let me get some water here. It's another thing, too, by talking so much, I burn my throat out, <clears throat> whether it's on Twitch or here or whatever. Um, so uh, I Zoomed also with my poker friends on Monday. We played a poker game. And that was just... Uh, Man, that was crazy fun. Like, it was one of those things where you're like, uh, oh, this, I don't, this sounds dumb. I don't know. Is this going to be okay? Is this going to work? But then we all signed up with Poker Stars and we play Poker Stars and then we Zoom. And it was me and Siegel, Gil Martin and Dwyer, Pat Francis, my buddy Chip, Paul Goble came in from Arizona. Um, it was the best. Like, I, I, again, I'm that guy who's like, oh, I'm okay. You know, we, cause we all, we all are okay. You know, none of us, some of us might be having struggles or issues. You're alone, all these things. And that that's rough. But, but in reality, we're all, you know, you're, you're alive, you're breathing. You should, you should be okay. You know, I know you're alone. You can reach out. There's people out there for you. But for me, I'm, I'm just a decent alone guy. Like I've never thought, well, I got to get a hold of somebody or I got to do this or I should see somebody or whatever the fuck. I'm not, I'm not, that's never been a thing for me. I hide. If anything, I go the other way. I don't talk to anybody. I'm invisible for long periods of time. Um, and, and people wonder where or why I am. Uh, but, but the zooming thing, it just, it just made complete sense. Like we played, we started playing at seven. We played till like fucking one thirty in the morning and we were laughing our balls off the entire time. Played two different tournaments. Dwyer just yelling. Just, it just, it brought a tiny kernel of normalcy back to my life. Uh, it, and it was funny when I say normalcy, it's just a bunch of jackass comics shouting at one another. But for me, that's normal. And, uh, and I loved it. I just had the best time. And I didn't think I would. I thought I was going to be. So now we're going to do a weekly game, which makes me really happy. And, but everybody's like, well, what if it's 20 bucks a game? Or I'm just like, guys, can we just play? 
Like I don't even, I don't even care about the money, but so we settled on like 10 with $10 rebuys and I'm like, all right, fine. So I'll buy in for 10 and then I'll lose and hang out with my friends on zoom basically. <laughs> Cause I don't need to lose whatever pandemic cash I have hold up to the fucking poker gods, but I'll play and it'll be fun. And, uh, and I guess, I guess the reason I'm bringing this up is because I, I never thought that I, I would need that. You know, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. And I wouldn't even say that I need it. It was just a joy to have it, to know that was out there, to know that was a possibility, to know that was something that I could partake in, to know that was something that was, that was waiting for me that I was ignoring, um, to find my friends on zoom and you can do it too. That's my, I guess that's what I'm saying is like, don't hole up. Don't hide. Don't fucking barricade yourself in. Like everybody's telling me to go outside, do this, walk around. And, and, and that all is true. You know, you, you, you can put on a mask and go outside. You can still get the sun on your face. You can throw some water in your face and go outside and feel the breeze. I mean, it's, it's, I wonder if I'm contributing to the negative discourse by just coming on here and bitching every week on this podcast. And I don't want to be that guy. I want there to be hope. We all hope for a happy ending to this. We all hope it can get back to normal at some point. Now I might be more negative than others in that I don't really see it happening. I mean, I sit and I think, and I wonder, and I try to figure out what, what's going to happen. Like I, you know what? It was funny. There was also normalcy for me in watching the Chicago bulls documentary. Like I watched the last dance. I don't know if you guys saw that it was on ESPN and I watched that and it was fantastic because the bulls you know, the, the championship, the first one they won was in 91. So I'm, I'm, I turned 24 that summer. So that was right when you're at peak fucking jag off sports fan, basically, uh, where sports is still a wonder and you're still really in, ensconced in it. But at the same time, you're not a bitter jag off yet. You know what I mean? Uh, you love it as a kid and then you get to be 24. You still love it. And, uh, and then the bulls were just amazing. I mean, I, you know, Jordan came to town and I was like, holy fuck, I got to watch him. I, you know, I, I was there for the whole, his whole youth. And then I lived in LA in 91 when they beat the Lakers. And then I lived that whole, the whole three Pete. I lived the you know, 91, 92, 93. Uh, I was basically in LA and then the next three Pete, I was home in Chicago. So I was there for it. And, uh, you know, watching the show brought back so many memories, but at the same time, it also brought back a bunch of things that aren't ever going to come back. Like you, you looked at sports, you saw people hugging and jumping and, and getting together in giant fucking crowds. And also the crowds waiting for the buses outside for, for Jordan and the crowds waiting for the bulls at the hotel. And you saw that and you're like, is that going to happen again? Can it ever happen again? If that happens now, will these people be wearing masks? There was a scene, you know, Dennis Robin was on that bulls team and he was a fucking banana head. We know that. So he skipped practice, uh, one day and he went to go wrestle with Hulk Hogan and, and uh, I look, whatever the fuck fine. Um, he was that guy and the bulls didn't care. But the funny thing that they showed was like the next day, the media waiting to talk to Rodman. So they're like, all right, we got to try to smuggle Dennis out of this building and they're going to get Dennis out the back way. So Dennis comes out like three doors and then he goes running and then the media goes running after him. And I'm talking like, it's like a 50 year old fucking Chicago guy, which is basically just like a beef sandwich, smoking a cigar, carrying a camera. And he's running up the stairs after Robin. And you can see him just hyperventilating already. Cause he's carrying a giant fucking old school TV camera. And then reporters are running. They're all trying to, and you're like, you're going to catch nineties Rodman in a sprint. Sure. Good luck. 
because uh, Robin's doing that high knee run up the stairs, taking four stairs at a time. He runs out and gets into a truck and drives away. But then with the angle, they showed the media running down the hallway and running up the stairs to try to catch Rodman. And I watched it. And in my head, I thought, you know what, man? In 98, that was dumb. It was just dumb. Why are you chasing Rodman to get what quote? What's he going to say that would ever make you go? Oh, yeah, no, this was good. I'm glad I ran a fucking 40 yard dash to catch this guy. But now when I watch it, I think not only is it dumb, but it's obsolete. That shit's never going to happen. There's just will sports ever have that? Because, again, you know, I did this after 9-11, too, where I fucking made myself think, oh, the world's going to change. It's never going to be the same. But I I genuinely wonder that about this pandemic. I wonder if we're going to come out of this on the other side and be okay and, and be the same. And will there ever be a time where it's very important that some newsmen chase down Dennis Rodman or a basketball player to get a stupid quote? And and I don't think so. I don't know, really. But also, don't you hope so? Don't you wish that was happening right now? Do you know what I would give to see fucking media guys chasing Yasiel Puig to ask him about licking his bat and see the people getting outraged over it? I would love that. I would. I want. That's all I want. I would love to see people saying, oh, Braun is better than Jordan. No, Jordan's better than Braun and seeing that argument and people going at it and shit. Like, I, I hate that stuff. I hate sports hype. I hate all of it. But right now, it'd be so nice to have that. And it's funny, I watch the UFC and I'm like, yeah, man, I love this. I want these guys to bang the shit out of one another. Do I also fear for their lives? Yeah, maybe. But at the same time, that's their choice. And Dana White puts it on. And so people go fight, they go fight. I watch it. It has nothing to do with me, really. You want to live your life and go fight, go fight. I don't know how to be anymore. I know that sounds strange. Like, Because part of me wants to be like outraged. And go, I can't believe these people without masks are going to fight. And then you're going to put on an event when there's a pandemic. And then there's part of me like, yeah, just fucking bleed, man. Knock the fuck out of that guy. Half genius, half meathead. You know, I don't know. I don't know who to be anymore. I don't. I, you know, do I want baseball back? Yes. Do I want baseball players to die? No. Do I think baseball players will die? No. Do I think some will get sick? Yes. Is that worth the risk? I don't know. That's up to the baseball guy. But ass fucks who were yelling, no, you got to play for the good of America and humanity. Fuck you, man. Get get fucking bombed. So stupid. I don't get it. And so that's that's one of the things that really bothers me now is I don't know who to be. I don't know how I want. I respect science. I respect these things. I will do what I am told in order to keep people safe. Uh, But like I said, there's also part of me that's just sitting in my house watching fucking life tick away and i'm like man i gotta get to the gym i gotta fucking do something i gotta get throw on a mask two masks three masks so i recognize people being upset and wanting to go out and do things but also you just i said it earlier in the show man it's not about you it's about other people it's about you putting on a mask because some essential worker has to be there and you're showing them just the smallest amount of possible respect you can by respecting them enough to put on a mask is that hard is that that difficult for some people, yeah. Hopefully not for you. It's not for me. I'm not a pussy because I wear a mask. Like I said, I'm doing it because of other people. I'm unkillable. You're not going to get rid of me. This fucking germ, bring it on. I'll fucking, I'll just, I'll fucking throw a jujigatami on the motherfucker and it's not getting out. Good. You want a piece? I'll take you on, germ. You want to go, coronavirus? Step the fuck up. But I'm more worried about it like jumping on my shirt like a little pal, like the great gazoo and then leaping into somebody's nose. And then everybody's like, holy shit, that guy in the shitty shirt killed somebody. 
<laughs> See? That's why Liana steps up. She doesn't want me to get blamed for a murder because I'll be fucking pulled out of a lineup immediately. When somebody sees my shitty shirt, they're gonna be like, holy shit, it was that guy. That's the dude killing everybody. That guy with the Rona shirt. Holy fuck, Liana recognized it. Get the new ones. Don't have the fucking Rona shirt out there killing everybody fucking to and fro, going to the store. Wear a nice shirt to the goddamn store. Wear a nice shirt on camera because otherwise you're gonna be Rona shirt guy who gets picked out of a fucking lineup because you killed four kids with a Rona shoulder. Do you really want to drop a Rona shoulder in somebody's face? Just fucking walking, sneezing, and fucking blowing everybody the fuck out? Put a mask on that shirt. Jesus Christ, look at that horrible fucking shirt. You got a frayed collar, you got fucking string all over the goddamn place? Put a mask on that shirt before it Rona's the fuck out of somebody at the store. Thank you, Liana. Look what you thinking of me. Understanding exactly what I need to do. Podcast! Podcast! Podcast.